Welcome back to Tea Time Podcast. It's a historic day in the Tea Time franchise as me and Gary sit face to face for the first time ever while recording. Living in the same place, under the same roof, talking sports. With that, we've got a pretty great show lined up. Gary, what do you think? Okay, right, right, we'll start off with a little golf drama in the PGA Live Golf World. A little merger action, jump into NBA, NFL, and then a lot to dig on in MLB. So with that, let's get right into it. Quiet on the tee, please. It's time to get started. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. And we're live from the studio of XXX. XXX street name. Don't want to give my address out. I don't know who's listening to this podcast. At the kitchen table. We were at the kitchen table about to cook up some cook up some topics. We're going to see where this goes. First time being live. Jerry has his nipples out. It's all good, though. This is how it's supposed to be. I'm repping the Denver just jersey. Just natural, man. We're just natural. Exactly. I need the cameras on. I need to represent for the squad. But first, let's get into it. Good side. Maybe quote unquote good side joins the quote unquote dark side. We have a merger. The PGA Tour announced that the World Tour PGA Tour will join with Live Golf. That is, this came out of nowhere. Absolutely out of nowhere. And for everyone who came at the pod, for us saying we rock with Live Golf back way back when, go kick rocks. Yeah, kick that's rocks. Right. Don't How's even that tell feel? me. Don't even tell me that you feel on the wrong side of history right now. Not, I don't. Didn't forget any of you who said a live player could never None. win a major. Look at Brooks. Look at Brooks. Brooks Kepko wins one. Phil. Phil making a vow for the Masters. As so, soon as he wins a championship, PJ folds. They're like, oh well, guess so guess live can't compete. That's where I want to go. The first thing is that was that the domino effect that started it. What? Why did they sell? Why did this come out of the blue? No one heard anything. There was no peeps, no talks, nothing. Then all of a sudden, today, June sixth, we get a notification on our phone. PGA sold their, their sellouts. What's what's going on? Is that was that the reason? Well, everyone was saying Live would never survive. Still, kick rocks. But I don't think they were wrong. From what I read slash saw, is that Live was not doing great. So instead of like going under, they're just basically like, yeah, what if we give you guys the money? And of course, PGA Commission he going to turn that down. So yeah, what if he? So here's here's what I'm thinking. What what's his name? PGA Commissioner Jay. What's his last name? Monahan. Monahan or whatever. This is what I picture. He went out with the fellas one night. He mm-hmm. got a little tossed, and he started thinking. With the Saudi Arabian public yeah, investment with the fund? crew. Yeah, with okay. the crew. With the boys. And then money starts to get thrown around. They're kind of joking around, like, "Hey, what if I gave you ten billy?" And he goes, "Yeah, whatever." And then they go, "What if I give you twenty billy?" And he goes, starts to kind of give that smirk. Yep. Then he starts seeing money, money, money. And then all of a sudden, like, it's a handshake. I literally picture it as a handshake deal. Like, this is how there's no other explanation until it fully comes out where they sit down and say, hey, this is what we've been talking about. A report that I just read right before actually recording this tonight said there might have been talks for a couple a couple months, but I don't know how true that is. I mean, they say that the golf, you can't keep a secret in the golf world, and that's a pretty big secret to keep if you're merging. Mm-hmm. I mean, historically... PGA Tour with yeah, that's a tough one to keep locked down. Yeah, that's a tough one. So I think Jay Mano, whatever his name, went for a bag, got uh-huh. a bag. Brooks, 
Big winner in this, as everybody's saying. Brooks Kepka is the biggest winner in this out of everybody. Yep. He took a fat bag, took the criticism, went one a major as a recent, competed for the Masters. Probably should have got that one too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now look, and now we just stand on the other side of the line, just waiting for Rory, Tiger, Will Zalatoris, all of them, Colin Morikawa to come walk across the line. He's just smirking. Yep. Welcome to the dark side, fellas. Yeah, yep. And all of you, Jackson Maloney, Zach Archibald, everyone else who came at us for saying, we coming at my character, basically calling me a terrorist Whoa. for supporting Liv for their, quote, dirty money. <laughs> How do you feel now? You probably look so stupid. You probably listen to this podcast just sounding dumb. Well, it's funny because this comes right after, and I don't know, Zarch is going to harp on me for this, but the soccer player that just signed for three years, 620-something million dollar deal. Like, homeboy's getting paid a quarter of a billion dollars to play soccer over there. And so, I, that I mean, that money's all tied in there, too. Like, there is just... Okay, okay, let's talk about this. Tiger turned down reportedly $800 million deal from Liv. Mm-hmm. Rory turned down a $500 million, 400 mm-hmm. 500 John Rahm around the same. Yep. Will Zalatoris, poor buddy, turned down $130 million in... What is it? What is his career earnings? I I, it was $13 million or something like that. Imagine you're just so hot on your high horse for PJ, and they're like, "You're doing good. You're doing good for this." And then he just then it all didn't matter. A year later, he's sitting right in the same position he would be if he would have taken the bag. So that's tough. But if you take all those numbers, honestly, what did Liv give the PJ Tour to combine? Like, well, I can't. When the price comes out, I'm just more intrigued on when that price comes out. What is that tag? Technical difficulties. I have no idea, Gary. But what I do know is you, I honestly feel bad for the PGA players because they stood their ground. They were loyal to PGA, and then they just got completely blindsided with this merger. And like you said, they get nothing out of nothing. it. Like, they should have taken the bag. I, that's what, get, I think that's know, the talk now is... No punishment for, like, live players? Yeah. I don't think. There's... I heard there might be a fine, but like when you get paid a couple, a couple hundred million, what are you going to yeah. give? Like, like twenty five thousand yeah. dollars mm-hmm. fine. It's like the NFL fining five k. But I think uh, the major loser is just all the P, all the PGA. I mean, golfers. They they were they were told to stand tall. Hold I wouldn't their call ground. them losers. I'd call them they got screwed over. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the losers in terms of like they lost out on this. Oh, deal. Yeah, they're yeah. the ones getting screwed because they were told to stand stand tall. Don't move. Don't break a sweat. Yeah, yeah. And then, or I don't Just know where the commission. Right don't even hear a word. Rory or Tiger reported. They didn't hear a Wheeler. single word. They found out the same way everybody else did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do want to read. The commissioner sent out a letter, and I just want to read the very first, <laughs> the very first line on this letter, Jer. So I will. St- oh, I'm on the wrong thing. So how does this merger affect the rest of the season? Why Gary digs that up, though? I personally don't know. And to be honest, I'm not sure if the tour knows either because what I've seen so far is Liv will finish out the rest of their season as planned, so with all their little tournaments going on. And as of right now, there's no procedure in place for how those Liv players get to rejoin the tour. So basically, Jay Monahan took a bag, is now the CEO of this new group formed by the Saudis, I'm gonna say ran not by for the Saudis, long. funded by the Saudis, and said, yeah, this is hypocritical, but this is the way to do it. It's just smart smart for the game, smart for my bank account. I mean, the players, and he basically went that <laughs> so route. So true, though. 
Well, I'm, this is this is how we address the letter. PJ to our members. Today is a monumentous. Today is a monument. Today is a mon. Jerry, how do you say this word? Momentous. Momentous. It's like cousin Mo. Moment. No, wait, momentum. I don't okay. know. Today is momentous day for your organization and the game of golf as a whole. The PGA Tour, your tour, is a, is leading the formation of a new commercial entity to, entity to unify golf, one that sees the end of disruption and distraction that has divided the men's professional game for the better part of three years. Okay. Wait, can I, can I read it to you? Okay, I'll read it how it actually, like how it actually comes. So this is this is from Jay, I believe, right? Yep, that's from Jay. Okay. Today is a momentous day for my bank account. And also my bank account. <laughs> the PGA Tour, which is now the Saudis Tour and my tour, is leading the formation of a new commercial entity to unify golf and my bank account. One that sees the end of disruption in my bank account and the distraction of my bank account that has divided the men's professional golf game for the better part of three years. That's exactly what, that's exactly the sublime That's just message. like the uncensored yeah, version. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. Completely screwed everybody, but it is what it is. Um, I do think it's good for golf. However, I think it's going to be a good thing in the long run. You got all the best golfers in the world now. Now there's no distraction. Like, yeah. Pretty much what that's it. Like there is no distraction. I'd, I'd agree there's on no that part. no animosity or anything. Like it's going to be good for golf, but it's just hilarious how we went about it. Didn't tell a single soul. Sold yeah, and it was anything. like. Standing on the grave against live and then yep. just a little, just and not, not a little paycheck, but a paycheck it, came and he completely up. flip sides. So, but it is good for the game, so we'll roll with it. So now, does this mean that golf is going to be loud? I think golf's already loud. I've watched like one live golf tour tournament, and it reminded me just so much of the waste management. Yeah, the waste like, management is exactly what it reminded me of too, which is good too. I think that's sick. I like, I like how the golf game shaping I can't up. I say I watched one. I watched it. I watched a hole. I think I honestly only watched when it's kind of nice how they one one and they Brett do and they do a really good job of like keeping the action going like they fly through like cameras yeah. like like who's yeah it's they actually do an all right job so Bam. I guess they did say that they're still waiting on a name to be announced name do you have any ideas for this for this name of this new organization yeah, it's the Jay Monahan get a bag tour. <laughs> I think they should name it Golf. They might have to contact Tyler's creator about that because I'm pretty sure that's like his brand, but just golf. You dug deep for that one, didn't you? Golf. Or I could honestly I could see it being Live Plus because everything's plus nowadays. ESPN Plus, NFL Plus, Peacock there you go. Plus. So Live Plus. But just PGA just gets axed out. Yeah, fuck. I mean, they sold out. Why why let us sell out of a company have mm-hmm. anything I think it'll be interesting though um you got any last words no no for the PGA and Jay Monahan no but I got words for the people who doubted us go kick more rocks kids <laughs> kick them more positive news for golf I just thought this is a cool one to bring this up Victor Hovland wins the memorial tournament 24 hours later he caddies 36 holes for his former college teammate homeboy wins a bag and then he goes yeah I'll go carry that bag for you buddy he took a slightly different approach than Brooks Kepka did after slightly mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. a little bit good for him though. that's actually really cool seems like a good guy well enough with the golf talk Kim Kardashian is back back in action splashing the news she's wearing a shirt with family member Kendall Jenner centered in the middle 
with her, and it says starting five in quotations, and it has all it has five NBA players that Kendall dated, starting with Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, Ben Simmons, Devin Booker, Blake Griffin, and Jordan Clarkson. This yeah. is just a flat out just flex, right? I'm gonna be honest. I didn't see the shirt, but I'm yes. It's it's heat. Let me pull up the shirt for you. It's actually heat. I'm gonna order one, probably rep it, but. <laughs> The Kendall Jenner starting five. I mean, if you look at these players, just all trash after Ben Simmons. Don't even, he's not even in the league next year. Kyle Kuzma actually kind of rejuvenated, but he's still trash. Devin Booker, the Nuggies put him in his grave. He's he won't be the same ever again. Blake Griffin, pretty sure he has a kid with that one porn or that one star adult actress, and then Jordan Clarkson, nobody. Check out this shirt though. That's heat. That is heat. It's a That's retro sick. shirt, but. Can I ask you, if you were in in this position to make a shirt, to have a starting five of who are the top five athletes you're going to have on have on your shirt, that that would be, quote, unquote, your starting five? Well, contrary to popular belief, I've never had sexual relations with any <laughs> NBA players. So who are your five? I'm, I'm LeBron curious James. now. Oh, really? For sure, for sure, LeBron James. Okay. Um, how was that experience? It was like it was like off the Ted Two scene where he goes in there with the rain jacket. I've never seen into Tom Brady either, bro. He breaks know, into Tom Brady's mansion and he's wearing the rain jacket and he has the cup. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's my that's probably it though. That's one of my five. I think that's a that's so that's starting five in the NBA five times around you. That's it's enough of that. That starting five in the NBA wins ten games. Ten. This Kyle Kuzma, Ben Simmons, Devin Booker, Blake Griffin, and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, I'll give him ten. D Book goes off for fifty. A couple nights. Simmons is useless, so pretty much four on five. Oh, so I'm I'm just supposed to pick a starting five of players I like, not players who. Oh no! Four, oh no! No, you were right. Oh, I wanted to just ask you your your opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um. Roy Hachimura, number one. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, on a more serious note, NFL. This is our this is our wheelhouse chair. Isaiah Rogers, senior cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts, potential betting suspension through a gambling probe. The NFL is putting on. Apparently, there is a healthy amount of players, as they quoted it, um, that are pretty much going to be under investigation for betting. In Isaiah Rogers' case. Hundreds of bet he placed twenty five to fifty dollar range with one being in the low four figures. Mm-hmm. Some of them were involving the Colts, and then who he plays for? Who he plays for? Correct. Okay. They were placed inside of the Colts facility, and he was he was being halfway smart about it, not using his name. He but he was using someone he was close with. That's fine. So, so what the real question we need to ask here is how much did he win? Like was he dropping? See, well that's the question. Because like blowing coverage, Calvin Ridley. Like last year was suspended all last year, but he was placing like fifteen hundred dollar like long shot parlays. Yeah, twenty five to fifty dollars. Like that's that's what I bet, and I'm not necessarily imagine making millions of dollars. Yeah, and placing twenty five to fifty dollars and ruining your million dollar life. Yeah, if someone with my financial status is placing twenty five to fifty, he was probably doing like thirty dollar like same game parlays, like (laughs) Matt Ryan five picks. Seven seventy plus yard <laughs> touchdowns because he's a, just giving up. Bombs. Whoever he's guarding, just, <laughs> yeah, just a ridiculous just amount of yards. 
Um, but it's rumored that if it's against the Colts, if you bet against the Colts, it's going to be an indefinite suspension, no appeal, lifetime ban. And if it's for the Colts, as in they would win, um, could be like similar to the Calvin Ridley suspended indefinitely, and then you could appeal after a year and get reinstated. But people are thinking that he, Roger Goodell, is going to make a poster. Uh, how do you say it? Um, poster child out of out of poor Isaiah Rogers Sr. because he had like all like three of the top five like worst things you could do. You're betting out of the Colts facility. You're betting involves the Colts, mm-hmm. who you play for. You're using someone else's name, so you know you were doing something wrong. So there's, I mean, he's... Okay, did you say, how did he get caught? That's what I just want to know. So I think it's location. I think they can just check location. No. Like, because every nope. time, when you no do, way. like, DraftKings and stuff, like, I'm pretty sure it just says, like, he, it he looks hit location. He hit a 10-leg parlay. Bookie's mad. <laughs> Bookie snitched. Bookie definitely snitched. Coming for his knees. Yeah, that's a tough look, though. I mean, I don't understand why you would do that. Twenty-five to fifty dollars. I do. That'd be what, what so you, fun. Imagine if you could gamble on things you were involved in. Think about the swing you have there. It's like a Pete I'm Rose thing. It's like Pete Rose. Yeah, this guy. This guy knows what he's doing, and he was almost smart about it. If he's making, I. You know what I think his thought process was? Twenty-five to fifty bucks. He's like, oh, it's so low. Like it's not even gonna be. Like if I get caught, I can just be like, I wasn't really. Like it was just such small. Yeah. Money things. Like it wasn't affecting me. I was just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, buddy, you can't place bets on the NFL when you play in the NFL. It's as simple as that. Learn from Pete Rose. It's kind of lame, though. I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm with him. I think his bookie. But then what? Then you just going to keep letting him betting on on the games he's involved in. He bets on games he's involved. How many? In. Okay, how many NFL players do you think do it right now, though? Oh, I'd say there, I'd say there's quite a few. How but here's the think? thing. But it's all it's going to like Calvin Ridley was a big deal because he was like an actual kind of like going to be quote-unquote superstar or number one wide receiver like he was the falcons best wide receiver and so it was kind of and he can really throw a game like he's a starting wide receiver but you're telling me russ wilson didn't have anything he's on that, that bad on that touchdown he's just that, that they decided to throw instead of run you don't you don't think he that's that, Pete carroll that was that was Pete carroll chomping his gum on the sidelines you don't think he had any in stake there come on yeah, it's a tough situation. I think the NFL, they're going to go through an integrity thing where it's going to be, oh, is that Fernando? Triple? No. Hold up. little live game update for all of you listening to this on a Wednesday. Gary's watching a game here, 922. Can't see it. Glare's on the screen, but I think. Two to one. Mariners up. Appears to be the Padres. In the sixth. Playing the Mariners if I do, if I do know. You're correct there. So you're welcome for that take. You guys can check the score tomorrow. But if not, we got a little live update for you. Oh, I didn't even know it was it was Gil it's Gilbert going too, Jerry. Yeah, he's All right, let's lock in. Let's lock in. Okay. <laughs> well that swings us right into MLB though. Yeah, it does. That's perfect. All right. All right. <laughs> Gary, lots been happening. But right now I think we can both agree that the hottest team in the MLB is the Who. The Texas Rangers. Oh, I was going to go Oakland A's, but yeah, that works. They're pretty good, too. Texas Rangers, baby. They've been on an absolute tear lately, running through everyone they see. Eight and two in their last ten. Mm-hmm. They're definitely the best team in baseball as of right now. MLB.com released the rankings. They're sitting at one now, new number one. Those matter a lot, right, in-season rankings. Yeah, for sure. Those are a big deal. They're still catching up to the Rays, who had probably one of the hot. well, did have one of the hottest starts to yes. MLB season of all time, so... 
That is correct. The fact that they're only, let's see, that'd be about four games behind, 4.5 games behind them. Yep. It's pretty impressive. Dominating the AL West. No questions asked. Yeah, I mean, when you got a four, they're they're the second team to forty wins behind the Rays. They're forty and twenty, mm-hmm. and the closest the closest behind them would be the Diamondbacks to thirty six wins. Yep. So, oh, I guess the Baltimore is thirty seven too. They must have won today. Um, but yeah, that just shows that the Texas Rangers are out there, and they are um, having themselves. They had themselves a month of May, and it really got them going. Really got them moving. Um, Simeon's coming alive. I think he leads the MLB in runs scored. Which is a big deal for uh, a leadoff batter, mm-hmm. and then Jung is coming alive. I think he's he's the first batter in the MLB to have a home run in every single inning. That's so a crazy stat, actually. Yeah, it's huh. wild. So, I think the Rangers, like I told you in the beginning of the pocket, the very the podcast we talked about the MLB, they are a team to watch out for. You did say that, but you did. We do have a problem. Not a huge problem though, because they're, they've already been without him for a while. But Jacob Degrom. Done for the season once again. TJ's. How's it going inf- to impact the team, Jared? What do you think? Starting five. I, I don't know. I don't think it is. Their rotation has been so good. Like, you know, I mean, obviously down one spot now, but I honestly, I'm not worried about them yeah. at all in the slightest. Yeah, and realistically, I mean, like I said, he's pitched six games this season so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. So I mean, they've basically done it without him. Exactly. So they, they've done everything so far, like without him in sitting at a 40 and 20 record. Their offense is is very much alive. Let's put it that way. Their offense is very very much alive, and not that they're pitching. Their rotation's getting it done. Um, Nathan Avaldi actually winning. Shout out, shout out, Nathan Avaldi actually winning um, May AL Pitcher of the Month. Mm-hmm. He could have done that with the Red Sox if he wanted to. He's just waiting. Oh, can I? So let's just. He I want just wait. You know, let's just go on a little side tangent here, Jer. You okay. say that. Nathan Valdi has the fifth lowest ERA in baseball. Would yeah. be the would be the lowest on the Red Sox. Yep. Michael Walker also was a Red Sox he's, pitcher. He's a Cinderella story. May I'm not I'm not mad about NL Walker. pitcher of the month. What's that? May NL pitcher of the month for yeah. Walker. Yeah, I know. Both of them. Both JD of them Martinez has a .929 OPS. He would have the we knew second that, highest OPS. We knew JD on the team. was going to do good in LA because his batting coach was there. So how's it make you feel? You got three I'm Red not, Sox. I'm pumped just for JD. That's balling. awesome for JD. So if you had Walker and Evaldi in the start in your in your starting rotation, what's the season look like for the for the Red Sox right now? Well, they're Walker, sitting at 31 and 30. So they're 50 fit 500. What's that? If they're, they they're if we had those two, if they have these two in their rotation, if they set Evaldi out of the big one, we'd be 33 and 27. <laughs> we would. They. I don't know what it is. They just did not perform here. Maybe uh, something the clubhouse. I'm not sure. But they're both killing it in their other places. Michael Waka is the biggest surprise story for me because he was a great pitcher for us last year, probably one of our oh, yeah. top of our rotation. For sure. But that's not saying much considering our rotation was kind of bummy. So having him just go absolutely perform over in San Diego is insane. And I'm glad for him, but I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's starting to irritate me. So then, I mean, your big, your big offseason pickup was Yoshida. Yeah. He's coming alive. And Duvall, but Duvall's hurt. And Duvall. But Duvall only has what? He's been hurt. but he's, Eight games played, so yeah. I'm not He's almost back. He's, he's, about that. he's playing in, in the Woo Sox right now. So you have one player batting above 300. Mm-hmm. Rafi Devers is only batting 240 right now. Red Sox are struggling to score runs, I feel like. We've slowed down. That was the only thing that was getting them swins in the early part of the season, but... That's fair. 
about half a month ago, they slowed down well, quite, quite drastically. That's all I want to talk to you about. I just want to ask you how, how it made you feel. You had two of the, you had both leagues, uh, get, you had both leagues pitchers of the month for the month of May. Yeah. Both ex Red Sox pitchers last yeah, year. Yeah, thanks. Just want to see how it felt. Uh huh. So let's go back to Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom cannot stay healthy, man, and it sucks because he would be one of the best pitchers of MLB history if, or it's speculated, he could could have been if he'd stay healthy. Yeah, that's a big speculation. I mean, it's the truth. So I want to go through his injury history. October 2010, he gets drafted. Four months later, he goes under, undergoes Tommy John surgery and missed the entire 2011 season. Mm-hmm. September 2016, season-ending injury, ulnar nerve in his elbow, but he didn't perform Tommy John surgery. Fast forward to the 2021, so he stayed healthy from 16 to 21. And actually, in that in that span, he turned three consecutive healthy seasons, making at least 31 starts in each of the seasons. In that span, he went he won two Cy Young awards and pitched. 2.53 ERA across 622 innings. So th- that that shows you like he is when he's on he is dominant, absolutely dominant when he's healthy. Yep. So after he gets those three healthy seasons, he runs into July 2021 forearm tightness, never returned. August 2022, he suffered a stress uh stress fracture in his shoulder during spring training, missed multiple months. Then obviously this year April 2023, he got placed on the 15-day IL with elbow inflammation and then they turned him into the 60 day and then the day after they announced he will have a second Tommy John surgery and miss the remainder of the season. His hopeful recovery time is the return after next year's all-star break. So they have a while. Yeah. They're going to have a while without Jacob DeGrom and bad podcasting. But what did Jacob DeGrom actually sign for? Because it was a healthy payday. Jacob Grand this year signed for a five-year, $185 million contract. So, you already eliminate a whole a whole year of that contract for the Rangers. And it was sad. I mean, they did have his press conference. He was tearing up a little bit, crying. He's a competitor. He wants to be out there for his team, especially when, especially when you have a team like this that has a chance, like that looks like they might be able to do something. And, I mean, it's not like – it's really not like there's anything to do about it unless he hasn't been, like, taking good care – yeah. You know, proper training and all that, but well, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's all with his arm, right? You got the forearm tightness, you got both Tommy John surgeries, you got the ulnar the uh ulnar nerve injury to his ulnar nerve in his elbow when he did do Tommy John, so I mean it's the same mm-hmm. same nerve, but it's all that same arm. Like it's it's everything with that arm. It's not like he's missing because of other stuff. He had that shirt that What do you want him to start pitching with his other arm? Shit, that one kid does it. Who? There's a kid in college that pitches right hand left handed. I'll look this up. That's crazy. Yeah, I I mean I don't really know what else you can do other than hopefully he follows his rehab, you know, takes as good as care of his body as he can and just pushes hard to get back as soon as quick as po- soon <laughs> as soon as possible. Mississippi State pitcher Herangelo Sigente. I don't know what his name. He's a freshman, throws lefty and righty though, which is insane. When I try to throw left, I never mind. But just to kind of tell you how ins- how insane it is, when he's on, like, that mid-twos ERA for 660 innings he is deals. about as dominant as it gets. He's him. 44 games he's played in since the start of 2020. So the last four years, he's only played in 44 games. The four years prior, he played in 119. Yeah. So, I mean, he's missing extensive, extensive time. 
and that's what sucks is you get, he's getting these injuries. They're not just little yeah. bugs. They're not. Oh you know, yeah. It's, it's nothing that he's missing only a start and then coming back. He's missing extensive, extensive time. So like I said, I don't really think it's a huge deal for the Rangers. They've been doing it not all this season, season without him. But Moving it would forward. be a nice upgrade, obviously. If you can have DeGrom, it's going to be it's going to be if they make the playoffs, we're still a long, long ways away. So, let's not get carried away with ourselves. We could see an epic collapse, who knows. It could be like mm-hmm. the Oakland A's. We don't know. But that's someone you miss in the postseason when they can come in and they can give you a dominant 6-7 inning start and you can rely on getting one game out of them at least in the series. And then with the way the new MLB postseason schedule is, I mean, you can get a two starts out of your ace if you plan it right. If you go game one, you're going to get another start out of them if it goes sure. right. Sure. So that's where Evaldi's going to have to take. Big Nate's going to have to take a lot of the... Nasty Nate is nice in playoffs. It was always... You always knew you could trust Nate in the playoffs when, we're, when he was... Wait, what happened when he, when he pitched against the Astros, though, in 20... What was that? Nine times out of ten. Let's... Okay. It's yeah. no one's perfect. That was just that one out of ten. No one's yeah. perfect. Um, I think if you want to talk the Rangers, the hottest team in baseball, who is the worst team in baseball? Well, besides the double A Oakland athletics, I don't even want to talk about them. I don't even think they're the worst team in baseball because at least they play the game by the rules. Unlike the New York Yankees. Oh, controversy, Gary, big controversy in the Bronx. Okay. It's been a while since we podcasted. We know. We're behind. That's on me. I put my hand up. But we need to we can't forget this. We're not gonna let this slide. Absolutely not. Until a couple weeks ago, Aaron Judge playing the Blue Jays, which is starting to become sorry, he's not playing the Blue Jays by himself. But you New York, New York Yankees are playing the Blue Jays, which is starting to become almost a better rivalry than the Red Sox Yankees because the Fox. Red Sox have been struggling as of lately. It's fine. We'll series with them this weekend. We'll get them back. Anyways, Aaron Judge, in the middle of his at-bat, peeks over in the most sus way you could ever see. I'm sure you all seen the video. To the dugout. Blast a home run after doing that. Blast <laughs> it. See ya. Second see you later. home run of the game, mind you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was funny because the Blue Jays announcers called it live. Mm-hmm. I mean, they called it as it was happening. Like, what did he just... Why did he just look at the dugout? Why did he peek over? Because the camera angle just went right in on his face. Yep. And... He sure did, and his response... I was going to say, it's been a minute. I forgot what he said. What did he say about it? In the interview was, guys were being in the dugout were making too much noise for the respect of baseball. It was You're a professional athlete. You got to be locked in up there. If they, I'm in the stands, chirping. I'm screaming he was at mad. Him. He was mad that his players were chirping in the dugout. Yeah, that's that's a cover-up, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, what, I mean, what else is he going to say? Okay, let me ask you this, though. I don't know who was pitching that game, but if you're the pitcher on the mound, and you see... It doesn't anyone any batter look like you know peering over the dugout like that? What what are you doing in that instance? Because I mean, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm not violent. I'm not a violent person. Okay, but I'm taking a 99 mile per hour fastball right to the ear. I'm going right at the jaw piece actually. Because well, if they you're turn gonna, into just it a like little Giancarlo, bit, you're gonna get him. You're gonna get him like Giancarlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's man. not sliding if I'm on the mound. I'm you know not what? a violent person. You know what? Either, actually, but. actually, I have a different approach. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw one directly at his ankle so he can hop step it right, and mm-hmm. he knows I'm coming. And then I'm going to give one, and then I'm going to pitch one out. And he's like, okay, what's going on? And then if I see just a L- Little mechanic thing, loss, he thinks. He's starting to get a little mechanic yeah, loss. Like, oh, yeah, maybe. And then, and then I'm going to send one. I mean, I, I don't want to hurt a guy. I'm not violent, but I'm taking one right at his hip. I might put, I might put everything I got into one at the hip or the rib. Right at the rib, actually, in fact. Because then it's hard to get out of the way. They're a little four-seam 102 action off the hip. 
I'm in my mechanics. I'm coming over my head. I'm switching up my whole mechanic for this one to get everything into it. I'm bringing my knee all the way up to my chest. You're going to have TJs after it. You're going to need it. Yep. That's how hard it is. Oh, exactly. I'm okay. pulling everything I got into okay. this pitch. The fact that Aaron Judge, I would just love to know, like, if, honestly, what, and this comes after Jerry pronounced the pitcher's name for me because I always mess it up. German. Jermaine. 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 Yeah. This comes after he was caught cheating, not once, but twice in back to back games. It's typical and Yankee they fashion. They can't win without cheating. I can't believe it. Couldn't that. be the Red Sox. Couldn't be the, I mean, the Astros did it, but. Couldn't be the Dodgers. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Could not be the Dodgers. No. And it, I tell you one thing that will absolutely not be is the Baltimore Orioles. No, no, they're sick though. If we're gonna talk about a baseball team, the Baltimore, the Baltimore Orioles. Warriors. Okay, I got a side side quest trivia question. How much mm-hmm. does Jerry know about baseball? Yep. The Orioles' highest paid player this season is who? Is it Cedric? Nope. I'll give you a hint. He's not even on the roster. He is hasn't he played for him since 2020. Is he injured? No. What happened? He's out of league. Huh? Out of the league. And he's still getting that bag? Yeah. He was a boss for him, though. He probably got a, an injury, probably ended his career. I don't. I didn't look it up. So, bad podcast. I'm not sure. Who is it? Chris Davis. Do you remember him? He was the one that was hitting bombs for him. He he overcame, um, I don't want to speak out of term, but he he came um, overcame a medical, pretty big medical scare. I can't remember exactly what it was, so I don't want to, I don't want to say pull something out of thin air. But, yeah, $14.83 million is what they're play, paying him right now, and he hasn't played for him since 2020. So now I ask you, who's the highest paid player on on their roster right now? I'm, I'm just going to I'll give you a hint. double down with Cedric. It's a pitcher. We were just talking about him. It's not Creamer. Nope. You were surprised he was on the team. It's old Kyle Gibson. Oh, really? Kyle Gibson's getting paid $10 million a year by him. Oh. But other than that, no one else is making double digits, double digit millies, I guess. So what is that? Eight figures. Yeah, eight figures. Sorry, Mass Hard. So I thought that was pretty pretty wild. I mean, that's going to change. You got Gunnar Henderson and you got Adley Rutschman. Yeah. Now, I hope the Orioles are going to be the one to stick to their guns and want to pay players and keep that score together because they're so sick they are Adley's gonna demand a bag I'm not I don't know too much about the ownership of that but I feel like the vibe that organization's giving me right now I think they'll do it right and and playoff vibes are gonna be high when Mm -hmm. when they get there it's about yep Mm -hmm. I love it yep well we'll just keep this rolling in the American League East since we're basically hitting every team little talk about the Toronto Blue Jays and Alex Manoa He's optioned to the Florida Complex League. Gary, I thought I. What's the difference between being DFA'd and optioned? Because I thought they just DFA'd him, but. So no, they optioned him down. So when you get sent down, he got sent all the way to the rookie level circuit. This is a chance, and coming from the organization, this is a chance. They're not worried about him. They're just giving him a chance to get his mechanics back right, understand the game of baseball, and not have him compete every fifth day. Mm-hmm. So when you get optioned, they're sending him down, not for an assignment. So when you get DFA'd, designated for assignment. You get sent down to AAA, AA, and this is to, um, like, if you come back from injury, you're DFA'd. You're designated for assignment. If uh, you're going through a struggle, and it's, it's, like, almost kind of what Manoa's going through, but instead, it's almost like it's more so for a hitter and a pitcher, I guess. But when you go down, you had, like, a rough start, and something's off just a little bit, and, like, you're, you feel, like, mechanically wrong, you're designated for assignment. In Manoa's case, they don't know. Like, they have no idea. He's just completely lost right now. So they're pretty much op- they're sent they're optioning him down to essentially their lowest league to see if you can get 
back going and right. Apparently, this Florida Complex League has like all these uh, machines, gadgets, and whatnot, and they're going to test everything he's got, ball rotation, speed, mechanics, everything, try to get him back right. So that's kind of what they're looking at in terms of difference. I didn't explain it super well, but optioning is I – I don't, I don't know if you'd say worse – I think it's 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 more so like you get swapped out for somebody else because it's like we could use somebody better essentially. Do you think, do you think the Florida Complex leagues has treadmills? So I think that they actually bought one, sent a Peloton bike down there. Okay. From I think so he'll be back then. He's fine. He's fine. It comes after he's on all fours trying to blow the baseball into foul territory. What a move, though. Honestly, I it's mean, unique, it creative. Work. He needed another hot dog after that one, but yeah, it was fine. He was breathing hard. He was breathing hard. No, all love for Alex Manoa. Comes a year after he's balling, Jer. He was... Yeah, he was. That he that was on, Toronto he, rotation was really good last yeah, year, and that, it still is good, but... It is good, yeah. Well, but the yeah. Florida Complex League, what is that? Like, this is a rookie-level circuit league. Like, is Liam Sommer going to be... Is that is that who he's going head-to-head with? Hey, shout-out Liam Sommer. Shout-out shout out Liam Sommer. Compete. Is that, is that who we're competing against? I don't know. I hope not for Alex Manoa's sake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea what the Florida Complex League is, but if I can get in there and take Alex Manoa 420 left center, sign me up. Sign me up. Imagine how cool it would be to say you pit, you batted against a big league pitcher. It's like the BSB softball, adult softball league in the summer. It probably is almost as serious as that. Almost. almost not as quite. Serious, but yeah. yeah. They want to meet the squad. Yeah. So that's a bummer about him, but moving on. Gary, anything else to wrap up baseball? I got nothing. Little random, little random, but we had to hit on some things that have caught our eyes the past couple weeks. Yep. Moving on with that, anything for the weekend, Gary, that we're looking forward to? UFC 289 is this oh, I weekend. I knew you'd be hyped for that. I knew. I was just a UFC, tee up. I baby. set you up for that so perfect. You threw it up? That was perfection podcasting right there. off the backboard. No, so UFC 289, weak card, absolutely weak, just pathetic. I thought we were talking about things we're excited for for the Palm weekend. Pump, though. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still people punching each other in the face, so okay. I'm, I'm here for it. You're, okay, that's a, good, that's a good point. Nunez versus Aldana is the title fight. Uh, that's the co- that's, or that's the main, excuse me. Uh, Aldana is um, replacing Pena. It's supposed to be the tri- trial. Was it supposed to be the third time they met? Third or fourth time. But anyways... Yeah, that's kind of a weird, I don't know. And Nuna's only minus 330. I'm surprised she's not more. So, I mean, if if you're if you like minus signs, that might be the minus sign for you. But I'm more excited for this Coleman Charles Oliveira versus Darush. Oliveira is back. He is absolutely back. Darush is a freak, but I'm telling I'm going to say Oliveira is going to come out and he's re- he's ready to make a make his climb right back for that title. He wants that title back. So, I'm excited for that fight. That's the one I'm Super, super excited for on this fight on this fight card. Chris Curtis is also on the card. That's on the prelim. Catch that on ESPN Plus and Miranda Maverick right before. Those are two good fighters. Other than that, honestly, Canada was supposed to get a good card, Jer. They were all pumped. And next thing you know, fights kept dropping out like crazy and we're getting replacement fights. And I seen I seen a meme and I think I think Oliveira might pull out because his back is in a lot of pain, I guess from carrying the weight of the card. <laughs> but hopefully he can hopefully no. he can battle through that. I'm pumped for that. God. More so I'm pumped for NBA finals. Game three tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Let's go Nuggies. 
Drop game two. Oh, we forgot to talk Chell. Little shout out. Little shout out to the Golden Knights. Yeah. Just running. Just completely running. Hey. It's like me 1v1 versus Brady Deck and Chell. Like, that's kind of what it looks Andy. like. It looks like, it honestly looks like Chell on the screen. I don't know if. As in the video game, not. I think the only person Brady's beat is Cameron, actually. Johnson. Cam Daddy. I, oh. Booby worked him. We, me, you both worked him. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's. I, but you know what they say about hockey? The hockey playoff series. Series doesn't start until someone wins on visitor ice. There you go. So we'll see if Florida can get two in Florida. Okay. Make it interesting. Yep. Tied up. That was it. We're back. First episode back, Jerry. Yep. Any closing remarks? Next week we'll have to dig into all the transfers and commits in the college basketball scene. Ton going on there right now. Would have loved to do a little brief overview, but we can't do that. We got to get deep, dirty, and into it. College basketball dive next episode, Mm -hmm. huh? All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tea Time Pod. Tune back in next time.